Shalom and welcome to a new week with Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read you the entire Bible in one year, based on the weekly Torah portions. I'm Harriet and I will be your reader today. And today we have Sunday the 9th of October or the 14th of Tishrei on the Hebrew calendar. And this is also the eve of Sukkot, Erev Sukkot. And this new week, the parasha, or the portion from the Torah, is called Sukkot, or Tabernacles. And the portion we will be reading today from the Torah is Exodus chapter 33, verse 12 through verse 16. Before we start reading the scriptures, Please join me in blessing the Lord and thanking Him for giving us His word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to His people Israel and to all peoples through His Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. Moshe said to the Lord, Behold, you tell me, Bring up this people, and you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now therefore, if I have found favor in your sight, please show me your way now that I may know you, so that I may find favor in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people. He said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And he said to him, If your presence does not go with me, do not carry us up from here. For how would people know that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not that you go with us, so that we are separated, I and your people, from all the people who are on the surface of the earth. That was Exodus, or Shemot, 33, 12 through 16. Now our portion from the prophets is today, the prophet Zechariah, or Zechariah, chapter 11. Open your doors, Lebanon, that the fire may devour your cedars. Wail, cypress tree, for the cedar has fallen, because the stately ones are destroyed. Wail, you oaks of Bashan, for the strong forest has come down. A voice of the wailing of the shepherds, for their glory is destroyed. A voice of the roaring of young lions, for the pride of the Yarden is ruined. This is what the Lord my God says, Feed the flock intended for slaughter. Their buyers slaughter them and go unpunished. Those who sell them say, Blessed be the Lord, for I am rich, and their own shepherds do not pity them. For I will no more pity the inhabitants of the land, says the Lord. But behold, I will deliver the men everywhere into his neighbor's hand and into the hand of his king. They will strike the land, and out of their hand I will not deliver them. So I fed the flock of slaughter, especially the oppressed of the flock. 
and I took for myself two staffs. One I called favor, the other I called union, and I fed the flock. I cut off the three shepherds in one month, for my soul was weary of them, and their soul also loathed me. Then I said, I will not feed you. That which dies, let it die, and that which is to be cut off, let it be cut off, and let those who are left eat eat each other's flesh. I took my staff favor and cut it apart, that I might break my covenant that I had made with all the peoples. So it was broken in that day, and thus the poor of the flock that listened to me knew that it was the word of the Lord. Then I said to them, If you think good, give me my wages, and if not, keep them. So they weighed for my wages thirty pieces of silver. Then the Lord said to me, Throw it to the potter, the handsome price that I was valued at by them. So I took the thirty pieces of silver and threw them to the potter in the house of the Lord. Then I cut apart my other staff, even union, that I might break the brotherhood between Yehuda and Israel. Then the Lord said to me, Take for yourself yet again the equipment of a foolish shepherd. For behold, I will raise up a shepherd in the land, who will not visit those who are cut off, neither will seek those who are scattered, nor heal that which is broken nor feed that which is sound. But he will eat the meat of the fat sheep and will tear their hoofs into pieces. Woe to the worthless shepherd who leaves the flock. The sword will be on his arm and on his right eye. His arm will be completely withered and his right eye will be totally blinded. That was Zechariah chapter 11. And now the portion from the writings is today Second Chronicles or Divrei Hayamim, chapter thirty-two. After these things and this faithfulness, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came, entered into Yehuda, and camped against the fortified cities, and intended to win them for himself. And when Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib had come and that he was planning to fight against Jerusalem, he took counsel with his princes and his mighty men to stop the waters of the springs which were outside of the city, and they helped him. So many people gathered together, and they stopped all the springs and the brook that flowed through the middle of the land, saying, Why should the kings of Assyria come and find abundant water? He took courage, built up all the wall that was broken down, and raised it up to the towers, with the other wall outside, and strengthened Milo in the city of David, and made weapons and shields in abundance. He set captains of war over the people, and gathered them together to him, in the wide place at the gate of the city, and spoke encouragingly to them, saying, 
Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or dismayed because of the king of Assyria, nor for all the multitude who is with him. For there is a greater one with us than with him. An arm of flesh is with him, but the Lord Eloheinu is with us to help us and to fight our battles. And the people rested themselves on the words of Hezekiah, king of Yehuda. After this, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, sent his servants to Jerusalem. Now he was before Lachish and all his power with him. To Hezekiah, king of Yehuda, and to all Yehuda who were at Jerusalem, saying, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, says, In whom do you trust that you remain under siege in Jerusalem? Does not Hezekiah persuade you? to give you over to die by famine and by thirst, saying, The Lord Eloheinu will deliver us out of the hand of the king of Assyria. Has not the same Hezekiah taken away his high places and his altars and commanded Yehuda and Jerusalem, saying, You shall worship before one altar, and you shall burn incense on it. Do you not know what I and my fathers have done to all the peoples of the lands? Were the gods of the nations of the lands in any way able to deliver their land out of my hand? Who was there among all the gods of those nations which my fathers utterly destroyed that could deliver his people out of my hand, that your God should be able to deliver you out of my hand? Now therefore, do not let Hezekiah deceive you, nor persuade you in any this way. Do not believe him, for no god of any nation or kingdom was able to deliver his people out of my hand and out of the hand of my fathers. How much less will your god deliver you out of my hand? His servant spoke yet more against the Lord Elohim and against his servant Hezekiah. And he also wrote letters to taunt the Lord, the God of Israel, and speaking against him, saying, As the gods of the nations of the lands, which have not delivered their people out of my hand, so shall the God of Hezekiah not deliver his people out of my hand. They called this out with a loud voice in Hebrew to the people of Jerusalem who were on the wall, to frighten them and to trouble them that they might take the city. And they spoke of the God of Jerusalem as of the gods of the peoples of the earth, which are the work of men's hands. But Hezekiah the king and Yeshayahu the prophet, the son of Amos, prayed because of this and cried to heaven. And the Lord sent an angel who cut off all the mighty men of valor and the leaders and captains in the camp of the king of Assyria. So he returned with shame of face to his own land. And when he had entered the temple of his God, some of his own flesh and blood struck him down there with the sword. Thus the Lord saved Hezekiah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem from the hand of Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, and from the hand of all others, and guided them on every side. 
and many brought gifts to the Lord, to Jerusalem, and precious things to Hezekiah, king of Yehuda, so that he was exalted in the sight of all nations from then on. In those days Hezekiah was sick to the point of death, and he prayed to the Lord, and he spoke to him and gave him a sign. But Hezekiah did not repay according to the benefit done for him, because his heart was lifted up. Therefore there was wrath on him, and on Yehuda and Jerusalem. Then Hezekiah humbled himself for the pride of his heart, both he and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the wrath of the Lord did not come on them in the days of Hezekiah. And Hezekiah had exceedingly much riches and honor. He provided himself with treasures for silver, for gold, and for precious stones, for spices, for shields, and for all kinds of valuable vessels, also storehouses for the increase of grain, new wine and oil, and stalls for all kinds of animals and flocks in folds. Moreover, he provided for himself cities and possessions of flocks and herds in abundance, for God had given him abundant possessions. This same Hezekiah also stopped the upper spring of the waters of Gihon and brought them straight down on the west side of the city of David. Hezekiah prospered in all his works. However, concerning the ambassadors of the princes of Babel, who sent to him to inquire of the wonder that was done in the land, God left him to try him, that he might know all that was in his heart. Now the rest of the acts of Hezekiah and his good deeds, behold, they are written in the vision of Yeshayahu the prophet, the son of Amoz, in the book of the kings of Yehuda and Israel. And Hezekiah slept with his fathers, and they buried him in the ascent of the tombs of the sons of David. All Yehuda and the inhabitants of Jerusalem honored him at his death, and Manasseh, his son, reigned in his place. That was Second Chronicles chapter 32. Now we have arrived at our final portion for today from the Apostolic Writings, and we will read the book of Revelation chapter 19. After these things, I heard something like a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, Hallelujah! Salvation and power and glory belong to our God, for his judgments are true and righteous, for he has judged the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her sexual immorality, and he has avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. And a second said, Hallelujah, her smoke goes up forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God who sits on the throne, saying, Amen, Hallelujah. And a voice came from the throne, saying, 
Give praise to our God, you all you his servants, you who fear him, the small and the great. Then I heard something like the voice of a great multitude, and like the voice of many waters, and like the voice of a mighty thunders, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord Eloheitsvaoth reigns. Let us rejoice and be exceedingly glad, and let us give the glory to him. For the wedding of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. And it was granted to her that she would array herself in bright, pure, fine linen. For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the holy ones. Then he said to me, Write, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true words of God. And I fell down before his feet to worship him. But he said to me, Look, do not do that. I am a fellow bondservant with you and with your brothers who hold the testimony of Yeshua. Worship God, for the testimony of Yeshua is the Ruach of prophecy. And I saw the heaven opened, and behold, a white horse And he who sat on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are a flame of fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has names written, and a name written which no one knows but he himself. And he is clothed in a garment sprinkled with blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which are in heaven followed him on white horses, clothed in white, pure, fine linen. And out of his mouth proceeds a sharp, double-edged sword, that with it he could strike the nations, and he will rule them with an iron rod. And he treads the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Eloheitsvaot. And he has on his garment and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, Come, be gathered together for the great supper of God, that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, and the flesh of horses, and of those who sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and slave, small and great. And I saw the beast, and the kings of the earth, and their armies, gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse, and against his army. Then the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet, who worked the signs in his sight, with which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were thrown alive into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur. And the rest were killed with a sword which proceeds from the mouth of him who rode on the horse. And all the birds were filled with their flesh." That was the book of Revelation, chapter 19. However, if you are reading through 
the apostolic writings twice this year in this cycle that almost is done and we'll start over again. Um, you would read also Acts chapter 25 today. Now, since it is Erev, <coughs> excuse, excuse me, Erev Sukkot today, um, and tomorrow will be the first day of Sukkot, which is a Yom Tov, like a Shabbat. Um, we will not post anything tomorrow, but I will read it now straight after this day of Sunday and Erev Sukkot. So now we will go straight into the reading of scriptures for the first day of Sukkot or the first day of the Feast of Tabernacles. And it's Monday the 10th of October or the 15th of Tishrei on the Hebrew calendar. And um, the parasha this week is called Sukkot or Tabernacles. And our first reading, which now uh, all the readings during Sukkot will be very special and different. Special feast readings. And we will start with from the Torah, Leviticus chapter 22, verses, verse 26 through chapter 23, verse 44. Excuse me. Let's see here. Leviticus 22:26. The Lord spoke to Moshe saying, "When a bull, a sheep, or a goat is born, it shall remain 7 days with its mother. From the 8th day on it shall be accepted for the offering of an offering made by fire to the Lord. Whether it is a cow or a ewe, you shall not kill it." and its young both in one day. When you sacrifice a sacrifice of thanksgiving to the Lord, you shall sacrifice it so that you may be accepted. It shall be eaten on the same day. You shall leave none of it until the morning. I am the Lord. So you shall keep my mitzvot and do them. I am the Lord. You shall not profane my holy name. But I will be made holy among the sons of Israel. I am the Lord who makes you holy, who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord. And the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and tell them, The appointed feasts of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations, even these are my appointed feasts. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is a Shabbat of solemn rest, a holy convocation. You shall do no kind of work. It is a Shabbat to the Lord in all your dwellings. These are the appointed feasts of the Lord, even holy convocations which you are to proclaim at their appointed times. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month in the evening, is the Pesach of the Lord. On the fifteenth day of the same month is the Feast of Matzot to the Lord. Seven days you shall eat matzah. On the first day you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no regular work. 
but you shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord seven days. On the seventh day is a holy convocation. You shall do no regular work. Then the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and tell them, When you have come into the land which I give to you, and shall reap its harvest, then you shall bring the sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the Kohen. He shall weave the sheaf before the Lord to be accepted for you. On the next day after the Shabbat, the Kohen shall wave it. On the day when you wave the sheaf, you shall offer a male lamb without blemish, a year old, for a burnt offering to the Lord. The grain offering with it shall be two-tenths of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil, an offering made by fire to the Lord, for a pleasant aroma, and the drink offering with it shall be of wine, the fourth part of a hin. You must not eat bread or roasted grain or fresh grain until this same day, until you have brought the offering of your God. This is a statute forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings. You shall count from the next day after the Shabbat, from the day that you brought the sheaf of the wave offering, seven Shabbats shall be completed. The next day after the seventh Shabbat, you shall count fifty days, and you shall offer a new grain offering to the Lord. You shall bring out of your habitations two loaves of bread for a contribution made of two-tenths of an ephah of fine flour. They shall be baked with chametz for firstfruits to the Lord. You shall present with the bread seven lambs without blemish, a year old, one young bull, and two rams. They shall be a burnt offering to the Lord, with their grain offering and their drink offerings, even an offering made by fire of a sweet aroma to the Lord. You shall offer one male goat for a sin offering and two male lambs a year old for a sacrifice of peace offerings. The Kohen shall wave them with the bread of the first fruits for a contribution before the Lord with the two lambs. They shall be holy to the Lord for the Kohen. You shall make proclamation on the same day that there shall be a holy convocation to you. You shall do no regular work. This is a statute forever in all your dwellings throughout your generations. When you reap the harvest of your land, you must not wholly reap into the corners of your field, and you must not gather the gleanings of your harvest. You must leave them for the poor and for the foreigner, I am the Lord your God. Again the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, there shall be a solemn rest for you, a memorial of blowing shofars, a holy convocation. You shall do no regular work. You shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, However, on the tenth day of this seventh month is Yom Kippur. It shall be a holy convocation to you. You shall afflict yourselves, and you shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. You shall do no kind of work in that same day, for it is Yom Kippur, 
to make atonement for you before the Lord your God. For whoever it is who shall not deny himself in that same day shall be cut off from his people. Whoever does any kind of work in that same day, I will destroy that person from among his people. You shall do no kind of work. It is a statute forever, throughout your generations in all your dwellings. It shall be a Shabbat of solemn rest for you, and you shall deny yourselves. On the ninth day of the month at evening, from evening to evening, you shall keep your Shabbat. The Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and say, On the fifteenth day of this seventh month is the feast of Sukkot for seven days to the Lord. On the first day shall be a holy convocation. You shall do no regular work. Seven days you shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. On the eighth day shall be a holy convocation to you. You shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. It is a solemn assembly. You shall do no regular work. These are the appointed feasts of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations, to offer an offering made by fire to the Lord, a burnt offering, a grain offering, a sacrifice, and drink offerings, each on its own day. In addition to the Shabbats of the Lord, and in addition to your gifts, and in addition to all your vows, and in addition to all your freewill offerings, which you give to the Lord. So on the fifteenth day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the fruits of the land, you shall keep the feast of the Lord seven days. On the first day shall be a solemn rest, and on the eighth day shall be a solemn rest. You shall take on the first day the fruit of majestic trees, branches of palm trees, and boughs of thick trees, and willows of the brook, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God seven days. You shall keep it as a feast to the Lord seven days in the year. It is a statute forever throughout your generations. You shall keep it in the seventh month. You shall dwell in Sukkot for seven days. All who are native-born in Israel shall dwell in Sukkot, that your generations may know that I made the sons of Israel to dwell in Sukkot when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So Moshe declared to the sons of Israel the appointed feasts of the Lord. That was Leviticus chapter 22, verse 26, through chapter 23, and verse 44. We have a second reading from the Torah today, and it is Numbers, or Bamidbar, chapter 29, verses 12 through 16. On the fifteenth day of the seventh month, you shall have a holy convocation, You shall do no regular work. You shall keep a feast to the Lord seven days. You shall offer a burnt offering, an offering made by fire, of a pleasant aroma to the Lord. Thirteen young bulls, two rams, fourteen male lambs a year old, all without blemish. And their grain offering, fine flour mixed with oil, 
three tens for every bull of the thirteen bulls, two tens for each ram of the two rams, and one tenth for every lamb of the fourteen lambs, and one male goat for a sin offering, in addition to the continual burnt offering, its grain offering, and its drink offering. That was Numbers 29, 12-16. Now our Haftarah text, or text from the prophets, is today Zechariah, or Zechariah, chapter 14. Behold, a day is coming for the Lord, when your plunder will be divided within you. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city will be taken, the houses rifled, and the women ravished. Half of the city will go out into captivity, and the rest of the people will not be cut off from the city. Then the Lord will go out and fight against those nations, as when he fought in the day of battle. In that day his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives will be split in two, from east to west, making a very great valley. Half of the mountain will move toward the north, and half of it toward the south. And you shall flee by the valley of my mountains, for the valley of the mountains shall reach to Azel. Yes, you shall flee just like you fled from before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Yehuda, And the Lord my God will come, and all the holy ones with you. It will happen in that day that there will not be light, cold, or frost. It will be one day which is known only to the Lord, not day or not night, but it will come to pass that at evening time there will be light. It will happen in that day that living waters will go out from Jerusalem, half of them toward the eastern sea and half of them toward the western sea. It will be so in summer and in winter. The Lord will be king over all the earth. In that day the Lord will be Echad and his name Echad. All the land will be made like the Arava from Geva to Rimon, south of Jerusalem, and she will be lifted up and will dwell in her place, from Benjamin's gate to the place of the first gate, to the corner gate, and from the tower of Hananel to the king's wine presses. Men will dwell therein, and there will be no more curse, but Jerusalem will dwell safely. This will be the plague with which the Lord will strike all the peoples who have fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh will consume away while they stand on their feet, and their eyes will consume away in their sockets, and their tongue will consume away in their mouth. It will happen in that day that a great panic from the Lord will come among them, and they will each hold on to the hand of his neighbor and his hand will rise up against the hand of his neighbor. Yehuda also will fight at Jerusalem, and the wealth of all the surrounding nations will be gathered together, gold and silver and clothing in great abundance. 
A plague like this will fall on the horse, on the mule, and on the camel, on the donkey, and on all the animals that will be in those camps. It will happen that everyone who is left of all the nations that came against Jerusalem will go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord Svaot, and to keep the feast of Sukkot. It will be that whoever of all the families of the earth does, does not go up to Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord Svaot, on them there will be no rain. This will be the plague with which the Lord will strike the nations that do not go up to keep the feast of Sukkot. This will be the punishment of Mitzrayim and the punishment of all the nations that do not go up to keep the feast of Sukkot. In that day there will be on the bells of the horses holy to the Lord, and the pots in the house of the Lord will be like the bowls before the altar. Every pot in Jerusalem and in Yehuda will be holy to the Lord Svaot, and all those who sacrifice will come and take of them and cook in them. In that day there will no longer be a Canaanite in the house of the Lord Svaot. That was Zechariah chapter 14. And now our last portion of scripture, this first day of the Feast of Tabernacles or Sukkot. It is from the book of Revelation chapter 7 verses 9 through 17. After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no man could count, out of every nation and of all tribes, peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation be to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne, and the el elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before his throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders answered, saying to me, these who are arrayed in the white robes, who are they, and where did they come from? And I told him, My Lord, you know. So he said to me, These are those who came out of the great tribulation. They washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God, and they serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tabernacle over them. They will hunger no longer. They will thirst no longer. The sun will not strike them, nor any heat. For the Lamb who is in the middle of the throne shepherds them and leads them to springs of life-giving waters. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. That was Revelation 7, 9 through 17, and that concludes our reading of scriptures for today. 
This is Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I say, Chag Sukkot Sameach. Have a wonderful, blessed Feast of Tabernacles. Shalom from Israel. Until next time.